is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve. Monday, August 27th. What's up? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Today podcast. A lot of football to talk about. I am Adam Azer. Dave, Jamie Heath on the weekend meter zero to ten. How were, how were your weekends? Five. I watched a lot of preseason football. Yeah, that does sound kind of like a five to me. I went to the Dolphins Ravens preseason game. Oh, that's a home, two. I got home at <laughs> I got home at ten. I took my 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 three kids, including the the six month old. That's fine. Uh, I got home at ten, and then I I watched six preseason games until two in the morning. Condensed it was a lot of fun. mode. Condensed mode. You gotta love it. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's the first time I've ever used a condensed mode. Oh, it's a lifesaver. Um, it, it's yeah. so, so easy. Yeah. Um, but two of the games, cause by the time I caught up to them, were, were not condensed. And so hitting the 10 second forward button yeah. is pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Still better than watching the whole thing. Heath, how was your weekend? Oh, I would say it was a 10. It was fantastic. You know what I did. You went to a brewery. I uh, know I didn't go to any breweries, but I did go to the pool twice. There you go. I watched a lot of football. It was great. Yeah, a lot of was, exciting football. There was. Weekend. You know, and we're going to play a quick round of did you see that? Did you see that? John Ross's touchdown. It was awesome. Woo. That was terrific. Did that, Hashtag did, Bills. Did that uh, put John Ross into no. into your drafts? No. He'd already been in some of our drafts. Like, he is a fine last round or next to last round guy if you're looking for a flyer at receiver. I, I'm not so sure why we would draft Mike Williams over John Ross at this point. Oh, discuss. Ooh. They're kind of the same. I mean, you know, you're hoping for big plays. I don't think you're going to get a lot of catches from either guy. They're touchdown dependent type of players. I think you'll they're see both, more they're catches. both in sec- more catch for Williams. See, I, that's the thing. I Maybe. think Ross has less competition to get those. Right. Parts. That's what I say. John Ross is starting. Mike Williams is not starting. He started. Well, Tyrell Williams wasn't available. Hey, he started. That's true. I, I think you're going to get similar type production from them. It's just a matter of who scores more. Williams probably will score more if things go right for him, but John Ross should catch the ball more and have more yards. I'm worried about Ross staying healthy. That's worried about knowing when to start either of those guys. They're both bench guys. Okay. How about Andy Dalton, though? Like, Dalton's the one that but, but is going to pop up on my radar. You can't just draft all starters. <laughs> this is not the way it works. What do you mean I can't draft all starters? You can't draft all fantasy starters. You can't start your whole team. You have to have guys on your bench that have the chance to potentially do something. Well, of course. I mean, you can't. I say, want guys that I think can last a long time and, and no, that, make an that impact I understand, in a number but, of ways. But, but thanks for explaining that to me, though. I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you, 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 you did say uh, you, you never know when you're going to start him. No, I mean, I mean so that, you put that's him a on the guys you're going to take with the end of your pitch. That's and, fine. And last, end of your draft. Yeah, sure. But still, not nah, never mind. All right. Uh, did you see that Leonard Fournette's touchdown? Man, Leonard Fournette looked good, huh? He did. A lot of passing downs too. Mm-hmm. And did you see that the green zone, the green zone? Yesterday. Yeah. What what what's the point of that? Well, I have a really hard time, Dave, looking at the yellow line and figuring out how many yards are needed to pick up the first down. So I do think we need to color an already green field a darker shade of green, so I know exactly <laughs> how far they have to go. This doesn't sound like you're being genuine. I'm not being genuine. You know what? I, I look. I actually love the NBC broadcast. I I love uh, that broadcast team. They do a great job. I'm not really so into the green zone. Not really so into it. Maybe other people are. I don't think other people are. I don't think it went over all that well. Heath, you so would they know. were just like experimenting with it. You're the Twitter guy. The tw- I think Twitter was pretty anti green zone. Yeah, I did not see a lot of uh, Twitter talking about the green zone. Oh, okay. Well. I guess no news is good news. Yeah, so that, I would I would take that over all the preseason broadcasts from you know these small oh no, local those stations awesome. those that great. don't even have the yellow line. They don't have anything on the field. You do, you really have to figure out just how far they've got to go. Oh, okay. The line of scrimmage is the twenty-two. It's third and eight. They've got to get to the thirty. Like you have to spend a second doing the math on that, or in my case, five seconds. I don't even think I noticed that. How about that? All right, let's uh, let's play some hey real quick. We got plenty to talk about every game, every storyline. Hey, real quick, Adrian Peterson or Carry On Johnson? Listen, these guys obviously went in opposite <laughs> directions this weekend. Um, I think, but you're not. You're. But not, I'm. You're not. I'm going to answer this in in two parts. 
I'm definitely still drafting Carryon Johnson before Adrian Peterson. I'm still more excited about him. I still have a lot of hopes for him. But we're like 72 hours away from releasing our week one rankings. I have not done any work on that, <laughs> but I am guessing Adrian Peterson is going to be higher in my week one rankings than Carryon Johnson is. Sure. I think that's fair to say, but I'm taking carry on first. Yeah, it's not close for me. Still carry on. I'm taking carry on like four rounds minimum ahead of when I would take Adrian. Peterson. I'd take him two rounds higher. Where are you taking it? Round seven is where you're at on Adrian Peterson. Uh, in non PPR. Yes. That is, uh, that is high. That is interesting. Well, I think He's you know, putting this, a lot of faith in Adrian this segment Peterson. is called Hey Real Quick, but I do think we should take a hiatus to, to expand a little bit on Adrian Peterson. In fact, I'll read this email of the day. It's from Marquise. Hey, Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Keith, Adrian Peterson went undrafted in a slow draft I did about a month ago. Waivers don't run until the day before the season, but my question is how much fab out of 100 would you spend on Adrian Peterson? The funny thing about this is we have a dynasty league, and someone in our office spent, I think, $175 yes. out of a 1000 on Adrian Peterson. And, and there were a lot of chuckles. Yes, we mocked him quite a bit. I don't know that there would be as much mocking today if that went through but he also could have still spent probably a hundred less of his fab i would be happy i would be fine spending 15 to 20 percent on adrian peterson that's huge i can't do that look at you heath you're in you're kind of Keith has gone from no i don't want anything to do with adrian peterson to do whatever you can to get adrian peterson exactly i'm not saying do whatever you can i I wouldn't take him over carry on johnson i wouldn't draft him in the first six rounds of a draft you're giving up 20 percent of your fab to get him did you you saw adrian peterson i saw adrian peterson i i got fooled by it okay he looked like a starting caliber nfl running back he i I have no question Uh, i don't think in my brain that he's starting week one for washington that 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 we know what happens to head coaches when they have adrian peterson they just give him the ball and give him the ball and give him the ball until he breaks and then well, he's no, gone one, for the one, year. One guy was smart, Sean Payton. He got rid of him. He, he did get, <laughs> but he had a couple of running backs that were a little bit better than the guys they have in Washington. I just, I think Adrian Peterson is a starting running back and he's probably he a flex in non DBR. He is until he's not. And I don't think he's particularly fast, which is a problem. He, I, playing with power, no question about it. He can still make cuts. But he, I don't, he I don't fell think he was on every single run. Yeah. And in a preseason game. Yeah. yeah where, where he had fresh true. legs. That, that's that's the other thing. He definitely had that advantage. And what happened last year when he had fresh legs, he was great. Well, fresh legs week one. Well, well yeah, let's. Yeah, okay, so weeks between but by week three or week four, I don't know what you're going to get. I'm not spending 20. I, I'd, I'd go like five, six. You're not getting Adrian Peterson. Okay. I'm okay with that. Right. And I'm taking him in round nine at the absolute earliest. Absolute okay. earliest. Yeah. Not, not like I went zero RB double digits times two. And I'm desperate for guys to fill my lineup early on in this season. Uh, so they, the Redskins schedule, they start at Arizona, then they have Indianapolis. Revenge game. Yes. Yeah, he even mentioned that after the game, that he was like, yeah, I spent a little time there. Looking forward to going back. All right. And then they have Indianapolis and Green Bay at home, and then they have a bye. And, and looking at what he did in New Orleans, in New Orleans didn't do much. With Arizona, he only averaged 3.5 yards per carry, but he had four games out of six, I believe, yeah, four games out of six with 20 or more carries. And in those games, he scored 25, 13, 1, and 9 fantasy points in non-PPR. So he was kind of useful, just in a volume sense. So, okay, uh, differing viewpoints there. Back to, hey, real quick, hey, real quick, Keelan Cole, as we await news on Marquise Lee. Keelan Cole or DJ Moore? Keelan Cole. DJ Moore. Keelan Cole. I don't, I don't, I don't feel particularly excited. Uh, I think the issue here, I don't believe Keelan Cole is the best receiver to take over the role that Marquise Lee was going to play in the offense. I do have him as the number one Jags receiver now, but somebody's going to have to still fill that Marquise Lee role. And so I, I don't have him in my top 40 receivers, but I do have him ranked ahead of Moore. Don't you feel like the Marquise Lee role will just be Mix and match by Westbrook and Moncrief and Chark and I don't think Chark's going to. Westbrook and Jenkins will have his games. I uh, I spoke to um, a Jags reporter yesterday, and the first two names he mentioned were Cole and Chark, not Westbrook, not Moncrief. Chark had a really good training camp. Yeah, he hasn't really shown up in the games. In fact, I think he had a big drop. They seem to. They seem to really like him. Um, 
I, I, they better. I, they took I, him in round two. I, I think it's exactly what you said. It'll be one week one guy and one week another guy. Um, we still haven't seen Safarian Jenkins do anything. You know, he'll be somewhat of a factor and Leonard Fournette's going to catch the ball maybe more than we expected. So, all right then, Keelan Cole or Kenny Stills? Oh, Stills. Stills. Yeah. Uh, Keelan Cole or John Ross? Cole. Cole. Yep. Let's see. Keelan, Keelan Cole or Geronimo Allison? Cole. 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 I'll give you one more here. Keelan Cole or Michael Gallup? Gallup. Cole. I'll say Cole, but that's the closest one yet. All right. It's, uh, it's a little, it's a little insulting that you put Kenny Stills in this category. <laughs> I'm on, I'm in on Kenny Stills. No, yeah. you're not if you're putting him in this category. <laughs> uh, like you still hate him, you just don't know. Well, him. I'm, the, you know, I think based on ADP, he probably belongs to be in this category. Based on how you guys feel about him, he doesn't. Uh, but he goes late. He's a steal, Kenny Stills. Kenny, uh, Kenny Stills. At, at the, at the Dolphins game, it appeared Ryan Tannehill has eyes for two guys. And it's Kenny Stills and Danny Amendola. But isn't, it's Kenny Stills like, just to play devil's advocate, isn't he more suited for a guy like Jay Cutler or even a guy like Matt Moore than Ryan Tannehill? I think in previous years that's probably correct, but he was he lined up in the slot, he lined up outside, uh, he wasn't just running you know go routes. He was, I think his two catches were both for nine yards. Okay, so. and and, I, and I'll say that it, it does appear more and more likely at this point that Alshon Jeffrey's starting on pup. So I I will take Kenny Stills. You guys win. I will take Kenny Stills over Alshon Jeffrey. Um, Peyton, Bar- yeah, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just said good. Oh, good, okay, thank you. Uh, hey, real quick, Peyton Barber or Tevin Coleman? Barber. Barber. Whew. This is a really, really tough one for me. It's close. Um, I'm gonna go with Coleman. Okay. I think Barber is probably better early in the season than Coleman is, but I do think Coleman probably has a better year than Barber does. And I, I still think that by week eight, Peyton Barber is not getting 50% of the touches. Okay. Hey, real quick. Carson Wentz or Andy Dalton? Wentz. You found a way to make me say Carson Wentz. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz. But again, I'll go back to it. I will have the Andy Dalton ranked higher in week one than I do Carson Wentz. Well, I think everybody will because Carson Wentz is not going to play in week one. <laughs> yeah, Andy Dalton looked good. I, I have him as a super flex quarterback, so I'm happy about Hashtag that. Hashtag Bills. It was only one game. Yeah, it was only one game, but he, he did. He was on fire yesterday. Now, uh, there are elements about what that offense is doing that actually favors Dalton quite a bit. And his ADP right now is currently undrafted. All right, then how about this? Andy Dalton or Alex Smith? Dalton. Alex Smith. Smith. And finally, hey, real quick, Kansas City's DST or five free fantasy points? Oof. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't, I don't, so I go against the Chiefs or I get five bonus points? No, you either can start the Chiefs or I can just give you five points and, you know, like either you think the Chiefs are going to score more or less than five every week. I'll take the five. Five is really, really low. Like, yeah, I'm going like to take the Chiefs. Really low. I mean, there will be some weeks where they luck into a touchdown. Especially if it's the, one of those leagues where you get negative points for a certain amount of yards or touchdown or they, points they, given up. They really need Eric Berry to play. And they need him to not just play, but be like <laughs> Superman. Yep. Can he? How many positions can he play <laughs> at the same time? They clone him, I wonder. Uh, well, you know what they should do? They should they should really hire. They should get on ZipRecruiter. Oh, a nice segue. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT if you want to try it for free. ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And you know, hiring is challenging. There's, there's one place you can go that makes it simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. And that place is ziprecruiter.com slash FFT. You've got a job opening. You need to find the right people. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they do not stop there. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites those people to apply to your job. And as the applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates, and that means you're never going to miss a great match, and that means that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So this is taking job hunting and kind of revolutionizing it and making it so much better, so much more efficient, and you're going to absolutely love it. Our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter. 
the smartest way to hire. All right, let's do some rankings risers and rankings fallers after preseason week three. Jamie, kick it off. Give me a, however many rankings risers you would like. Christian McCaffrey. He's a first round pick. In non any format in PPR. Ah, yeah. So I, I would I would take him ahead. over Dalvin Cook right now. Wow. In any form. I would too. I would but, but I've had it there. Um, remember when we were like, what's he doing getting picked in round three? It's, it's exciting to see that we, we've got a potential like every down back in Carolina and a guy who can really make plays off of what Cam Newton's been doing both through the air and off of like zone read. He's, he's really setting up to be a monster this year. If I gave you a $200 auction budget and half PPR, how much would you spend on Christian McCaffrey? Uh, 45. Yeah. I was, was going to say 40. I was thinking 42. 42 40. or 40 also? 42. Okay, 42. Yeah, it's exciting. He is getting so much work. So McCaffrey for Jamie over Dalvin Cook. Jamie, got any other rankings risers? Payne Barber. It's hard to overlook the way that he's been performing and how Ronald Jones is not. It was good to see Jones have the catch, but um, he can't run the ball right now. Let me tell you, and his first time, his first team reps are just not there. Ronald Jones, like, I mean, <laughs> what what I said about Ronald Jones for the you know three months after the draft, I meant to say Peyton Barber uh, because Barber has done. Look, Barber's done it, man. He's really owned that job. Jones looks like he he's timid, doesn't know what he's doing after the handoff. The catch was good, um, but th- there's no way he's ready to play regular season football. And Peyton Barber is. He's proven it. So I uh I feel a little stupid and contagious. Here we are now. <laughs> Entertain us. Uh Barber's a great, around six pick. Dave, we had such a great moment on Ion Fantasy Football. I hope you're listening to our radio show. It's super fun. It's Saturday nights, ten to midnight Eastern. And on week one of our show, which was two weekends ago, it was me and Jamie, they kept playing this nineties rock to intro the segments. That's Dave and I are like crushed that stuff. Jamie, not so much, but he, you know, he did okay. And so I told him to play 90s rock to see if Dave could get the, you know, find out, figure out what the song was. And, uh, they played this song and Dave and I were like, we had absolutely no idea what it was. We were like, what is this? And we know popular 90s rock. And, th- and they said it was Nirvana, but they just Googled, they like typed in Nirvana into some search database and, and came up with some crazy ass song. I'm really underselling this moment, Dave. It, it was funny. really like it sounded. It did not sound like Nirvana. It didn't sound like because, any. It was the strangest. Because first thing. of all, it sounded like organized music, which a lot of Nirvana songs <laughs> right. didn't sound that way at all. Um, yeah, it, I don't know what it was. I'm sorry, it was a bad story. It had it had to be there. Had to be there, Jamie. We um, we assumed that it was the producer's demo thing. <laughs> yes. that they were just trying to get some airtime. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Nirvana totally. Uh, Jamie, who did you move Peyton Barber ahead of? Rex Burkhead, um, Chris Carson. Rex Burkhead, that's interesting. There was a report that Burkhead's going to be the the feature guy, the focal point of the offense or whatever it was. Focal point of the offense, according focal to the Focal point athletic. of the offense, that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm just glad we finally got a reliable report out of New England about a running back that we can just trust it and move on. He's going to be the focal point of the New England Patriots offense. That is, the, yes. Somebody not named Tom Brady is going to be the focal point of the New Rex Burkett's offense. Yeah, he's playing quarterback. So let's go around the room. Jamie says Peyton Barber, David Heath. Would you take Barber or Burkhead? I have Burkhead two spots ahead. Burkhead. All right, Heath, give me a couple of rankings risers. Uh, how about Chris Godwin? I think we'll all agree on that one. Uh, he has, he just continues to get more and more buzz. Nice touchdown in that game. And I, I think it may be a little bit of bad news for Mike Evans because they met Pete Prisco said Godwin's going to be the 1A to Evans 1, and I kind of think maybe it's Evans 1A, Godwin 1B, but no matter how you say it, he he may get close to 100 targets in this offense, and he might be a number three receiver in fantasy. I'm taking him over Alshon Jeffrey right now. I agree. Wow. Keelan Cole or Chris Godwin? Godwin. 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 Uh, Heath, one more rankings riser? Uh, I'm, I'm done worrying about Frank Gore. Kenyon Drake is the best player on that offense. Adam Gates wants to keep his job. 
he's going to play Kenyon Drake enough to where they score some points. He's got top 10 upside. Jamie, you were there. Yeah, uh, they started Gore. Dummies. Um, <laughs> no, I'm glad they did. I'm and, so glad they did. Uh, look, they were playing against the Ravens backups, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, but Kenyon Drake had the best play. Yeah, they're probably the two best plays. Um, you know, not, not if, depending on how you view touchdowns, but, um, not a scoring play, but he had the best run and their best catch. He had a 30 yard run and a 30 yard catch. And he's looked like their best player all preseason. It's, it, it'd be the dumbest thing in the world if they don't give him the majority of touches. Give Frank Gore some work. Fine. But it should be 80 20. Okay. Frank Gore looked like a 35 year old running back. He didn't look as good as Adrian Peters. He's gonna, yeah, he's <laughs> Adrian's gonna <look> 33. <laughs> Would you guys take Kenyon Drake or Royce Freeman? Drake. Freeman for me still, but Drake is, is there. Dave, Freeman or Drake? Freeman. Freeman. And, alright, so, so far we have McCaffrey and Barber as risers for Jamie, Godwin and Drake as risers for Heath. I'm going to ask you all for two fallers in a moment, so be ready, but Dave, give me two risers. I'm going to start with Patrick Mahomes. And yes, he went up against a, a backup Bears defense, but he didn't throw an interception. I don't think he threw a bad pass at all. Made a great hot read on a blitz that resulted in a Kareem Hunt touchdown. And I just, between the Chiefs defense looking ugly and Mahomes looking mostly good, I really think he has improved throughout this process uh, from the start of training camp until now. I'm confident starting him. I would take him as a week one starter, even though he's playing against the Chargers in week one. I think he's going to have to throw a lot. I think volume will be in his favor, and I think the deep ball will definitely be in his favor. And he'll run with it and score touchdowns on the ground. So Patrick Mahomes has a chance to be just an absolute beast in fantasy. Trying to get him as my quarterback uh, round eight, nine-ish, uh, especially if I don't find value at other quarterbacks early on. Okay, yeah, you and Jamie have Patrick Mahomes 10th. Heath has Mahomes 16th. Heath, you want to comment? I I don't disagree with anything Dave said, and I want it to be true. The only thing that's been close to as bad as the Chiefs' defense this preseason has been their offensive line, and I'm a little bit worried about that. And I think, again, it's going to matter what type of league you play in. He will be more valuable in leagues where interceptions only cost you one point because I do think he probably leads the league in them. Uh, are you guys worried at all about Kareem Hunt? With that offensive line, he scored the touchdown, but it was kind of busted coverage on, and it was a passing play, and he's not really he you know, he has not run the ball no. well. This he hasn't had any opportunity. All. There's no room. That's that is a bit of a problem. So so what do we do about that? Do we drop him behind McCaffrey and Cook, like to the end of that top ten, eleven running back range? I'm I'm not there yet, but it's uh it's crossed my mind. I can't drop him behind McCaffrey and Cook, but I do think he should probably in non PPR be below Fournette and Gordon. Yes. Uh, Dave, one more rankings riser. Um, it's no one that we haven't already talked about. Peyton Barber, Keelan Cole. These guys just have such good opportunities. Um, I'll tell you what. And it, this feels gross to say. And I'll probably get laughed at, but I think Eric Ebron has a chance to be a decent fantasy tight end this year. Yeah. I was, ooh, no laugh. I was really hesitant with how I had them ranked. They're laughing at you, but they're also applauding. So good job. Uh, and I was, I, I'm just going to wait one more preseason game and see if anything looks good. And Ebron had a good game. He did yeah, after not job. playing though, the first two, that's the surprising thing. So it's good in the dress rehearsal that, that they used him. Um, I think they're, it's either going to be 2014 Colts where they get good production from both guys or one is going to be a lot better than the other. And I can't tell you which one's going to be a lot better than the other. I'll tell you what. I think it's going to be those 2014 Colts. Cause name the second best wide receiver on the Colts. Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers. He, he, he looks good. Yeah. He does look good, but is he really going to be, is he really going to get five, six, seven targets a game? Well, they, is he going to be kind of a complimentary team. piece? I if think they he, can't run the ball the way that they can't run the ball. Then yes, he's going to get five or six targets a game. They may throw 650 passes. That's, that's all the more reason to like the tight ends. It's it, if they're throwing that much, you can like Chester Rogers too. Yeah, so the, I'm trying to look up the 2014 Colts because it sounded like you were giving a final score at first. 2014 Colts. Um, I, I don't see both that. Both tight ends scored eight touchdowns. Yeah, but also I think Reggie Wayne was their number two receiver that year, right? Yeah, so Hilton had 1,300 yards. Reggie Wayne had 779. Uh, Fleener had eight touchdowns. Dwayne Allen had only 395 yards, but he also had eight touchdowns. Reggie Wayne had two touchdowns, and Hilton had seven. He definitely spread the ball around, that's for sure. Ahmad Bradshaw had six receiving touchdowns. Andrew Luck threw uh, 
40 touchdowns that year. Um, all right, so would you take Eric Ebron or George Kittle? Still Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. Okay. Eric Ebron or Tyler Eifert? It's good to see him get on the field. I have Eifert higher. There's more upside with him when he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, when you're drafting these guys, it's going to be late, and you're just looking for a guy to start week one, week two. I'd rather start a Bengals tight end against Colts than a Colts tight end against the Bengals. I did this in one of our pick-by-pick teams. I With my last two picks, I took both Doyle and Ebron and see how it plays out early in the season. Sure. Do some rankings followers in just a second. Let me tell everybody about SeatGeek. The smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. If you're looking for a last-minute deal, if you're planning a night out, if you need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats. Fully guaranteed. I love that. Every purchase, fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Guys, you want 20 bucks, right? Everybody wants 20 bucks. We're giving you $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. We're going to come to your house and hand you a $20 bill. Or actually, scratch that. Why don't you just use our promo code FFT. Download the SeatGeek app and use the code FFT and you'll get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. What does SeatGeek do? You type in an event, it searches multiple sites, it brings in the results, grades every ticket based on value, and helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. It's not just sports. Concerts, comedy, and theater also available on the SeatGeek app. I was actually looking for Hamilton tickets on the SeatGeek app. And um, I need to pay rent this month, so I can't go to Hamilton. But uh, yes, you can get theater tickets. I've gotten I've gotten concerts, all different types of sporting events. I always use the SeatGeek app; it is the best. So anyway, download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FFT. That promo code is FFT for twenty bucks off that purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. Yeah, man, Hamilton tickets very expensive. You guys haven't seen it, have you? No, I feel like, oh, I guess I'm not the only person left on the planet that hasn't seen Hamilton. I have not seen it. No. Have you seen Book Maybe of, we should all go together. Have you seen Book of Mormon? No. No, but I would love to. Book of Mormon's terrific. Um, rankings fallers. Dave, why don't we start with you? Counterclockwise here. Give me a couple of rankings fallers. Well, I, I enjoyed what I saw from Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. And those two guys looked good to me. And Demarius Thomas, regardless of how he looked, is probably not going to get the type of targets that we were anticipating. So I moved him into round five. I'm nervous about taking him. Ooh. I don't think you could look at him as a uh, thousand yard, seven or eight touchdown receiver anymore. I think Sutton's going to take targets away from him and red zone looks away from him. And Sanders for, for everything that he went through last season, because he didn't play at hundred percent and he played with crappy quarterbacks. He looks great to me. He's, he's pretty much my favorite Broncos wide receiver at this point. You don't have it ranked that way, but you like the value. I probably should. Like I'm talking myself into it right now. Like if you look at my rankings at, at, uh, you know, 10 a.m. on a Monday, you've got Thomas first. I probably should put Sanders ahead of Thomas. That's pretty bold. That's pretty bold. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling it with Demarius. I also moved Demarius down a little bit, not near, nearly to that extent. I still think he's the best receiver in Denver. I still think he'll get the most targets and, but. There's there's a good connection between Keenum and Sanders, and Sutton has really shown a lot this preseason. So I had to bump his targets down a little bit. And they probably, you know, they've got the touchdown machine and Royce Freeman in the backfield. He scored in all three games. Dave, one more rankings faller. This one hurts. Evan Ingram, second concussion in less than a year, and uh, apparently it's it kept him out of practice the next day. He's still in the protocol. He he, I think he practiced. I think he's. I think he came back. He's still in the protocol, but I think he did some running. They okay. were. They were somewhat right, encouraged. But that's not practicing. Like if you're in no. the protocol, and you know, applaud the NFL for doing it because it's the right thing to do. But makes me nervous about what's going to happen if he takes a shot to the helmet again. What is he going to miss several games? I. I think he's a. I think he's awesome when he's on the field, but now I'm worried that he's an injury risk. All right. So you're going to move him behind, like. I'm gonna, I think I have to. I don't want to, but I think that this is just something that stands out to me as necessary. All right, so Demarius Thomas, Evan Ingram dropping in Dave's rankings. Heath, how about you? Rankings followers. Uh, I had to bump Isaiah Crowell down just a little bit. I'm not ready to say that Bilal Powell is going to be the best running back in New York, but it's more of a coin flip to me than it was before. Powell has looked pretty good at times. 
He has definitely gotten more work. Crowell had the concussion. He's been a little banged up. So I, I still don't think where he's being drafted is out of line, but I also don't see him as a great value anymore. And is Powell worth drafting? We haven't really talked about drafting. Powell's, Powell's a definite sleeper, yes. I would take him over Crowell. I would in PPR, but not in non-PPR. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, the usage right now is, is in his favor. They're so inconsistent with how they use Bilal Powell, though. Yeah, oh, I, I feel are. like this is a big fat trap. Like someone put a nice ribeye steak right in the middle of a bear trap. Yeah, I feel like it's a new offensive coordinator and probably realizes that he he might be their best running back. Um. Okay, and one more rankings fall, Heath. It wasn't a big fall, but I did knock Carry on Johnson down a couple of spots, and I don't know what they're thinking in Detroit, but it just looks more and more to me like a three-headed running back attack, at least in the beginning of the year. I hope by the time we get to week seven or week eight, Johnson's getting 18 touches a game. I don't think that's very likely in the first three or four games. Jamie, you've been huge on Carry on Johnson. Have you moved him down? Yes, I mean, you have to. It's just... I, I still I'm still drafting him in uh in round five, but I I taking more of a patient approach with it than a, as as opposed to I expect him to be a starter week one. I, I've dropped him below Jamal Williams, I've dropped him below Carlos Hyde, um and I've got him one spot behind Rex Burkett. How about Marshawn Lynch or Carry on Johnson? I still like Carry on better. Me too. Uh okay, Jamie, two rankings followers for you. Uh, it's, it's a lower scale one, but, uh, Taewon Taylor, he's yep. not even playing with, uh, the first team. And Richard Matthews so, is back. And Richard Matthews is back. You can't draft Taewon Taylor right now. Oh, God, the Titans looked absolutely terrible. Yeah. That game. That's, you know, bad game, whatever. Uh, alright, so Taewon Taylor, don't draft him. Who else? Uh, Randall Cobb. Just can't trust him. Yeah. Agreed. It's a shame. So, so, Geronimo Allison, is he becoming more interesting for you? Not yet. I mean, I, I still draft him um, almost every league. There, uh, you know, there, there were three guys that I was drafting late at the receiver spot. Um, I think Godwin and, and Cole have certainly surpassed Allison, but uh, he, he's just a, a good late round flyer because if he does get off to a good start, you're going to be happy about it. How do you feel about Randall Cobb being your third receiver? I don't like it. Yeah, no, not not very good. And and I drafted several leagues with him as my third receiver, but yeah. it's just. You know, the, the health, the report about maybe trading him, uh, there's still a report about maybe them cutting him, which I'd be surprised by if that happened, but, um. Big cap it if that happens. Uh, right? I'm not sure. I really want to talk about some backfield splits and what we expect going forward, so stay tuned for that. I do need to promote a few things. First of all, sportsline.com, awesome website, great fantasy advice, including some new expert injury analysis, some DFS tips, and there's gambling advice if you want to play some bets. Sportsline.com, I mean, that's, that's, the primary thing there. It's awesome stuff. And it's only 10 bucks a month regularly, but you can get your first month for a dollar with the promo code BREAKOUT. Go to sportsline.com, sign up with the code BREAKOUT. If you want to play on the best website, play on fan, play on cbsports.com, play your fantasy football there. Uh, the website's gotten better and better. The app has gotten better and better. It's great for dynasty leagues. We've really put a big focus on that. So cbssports.com slash FFT, cbssports.com slash FFT. That's where you go to sign up. And we've also teamed up with CNET to give away a new 65-inch LG TV before the football season starts. The TV is really like no TV you've ever seen. It's thinner than a pencil. It only weighs 18 pounds. It's 65 inches. It's awesome. Uh, go to cbssports.com slash kickoff and fill out the form at the bottom of the article. Again, that URL is cbssports.com. Slash kickoff if you want to win a free TV. Who doesn't want a free TV? CBSSports.com slash kickoff. The big news. All right, Marky Slee was carted off the field. We know that. Ty Montgomery has a minor foot injury. Josh Gordon has been cleared to practice and to play. Do you expect Josh Gordon in week one? He's well, also got a little hamstring injury. Right. He gets cleared and then, oh, wait, he's got a hamstring injury. Like, this guy belongs on As the World Turns because every – Every five days, there's a new dramatic twist when it comes to Josh Gordon. I'm kind of getting annoyed with it. Yeah, so where is he? Like, Demarius Thomas or Josh Gordon? Uh, Gordon has more upside. I'm not that annoyed. <laughs> All right. Uh, what round, are, you know, is he a top 50 pick, Josh Gordon? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I might put him just outside of that, but it's really close. Carson Wentz has not been cleared for contact, so he may not play week one. 
Saquon Barkley says he will be ready for week one. Hayden Hurst is out three to four weeks with a stress fracture in his foot. Is Hayden Hurst worth drafting? No, no. Evan Ingram has a concussion. Dave talked well, about want, that. You want to hear a good uh, uh, fantasy um, manager story? He yeah. he sent me a trade offer. How's house? Three weeks ago? Three weeks ago of a second-round pick in Dynasty for uh, Hayden Hurst, and I never accepted it. Is it still out there? No. I, I pulled it when we got the news. And I wouldn't have accepted no. it afterwards. I yeah, I know. It just would have been fun. Then we could have regulated you. Uh, Sam Darnold appears like, to be like the I favorite. <laughs> Sam Darnold appears to be the favorite for the uh, Jets' starting quarterback job. Mike Evans got hurt, but I really haven't seen anything. I guess it was nothing. He didn't practice over the weekend, but I don't think they think it's serious. Okay, Mike Evans should be fine. And uh, there was that report about Rex Burkhead being the focal point of the offense, according to The Athletic. And look, that's okay. Focal point of the offense, that might be a stretch. But where are you guys on Rex Burkhead right now? It's a good fifth-round pick. Yeah, I've, I've come full circle. And I would guess, I mean, he will be the focal point of the offense in a variety of games this year. What's not to like? Just injury? Yeah. And yeah, Sony Michelle eventually. Just, yeah. And James White on passing downs will be a, it's just going to be a, a hodgepodge of crapola. I think you'll have, uh, some, uh, I say this a lot, some pockets of good performance from him. All right. I've, I've identified some areas, some players that maybe could be a little worrisome. So let's do the worryometer here after preseason week three. Worryometer on Joe Mixon. He has averaged less than two yards per carry so far in the preseason. Worryometer on Joe Mixon. Zero. Four. Zero, four, four seems four. about right. And it's less about Joe Mixon and more about whether the Bengals are going to generate any push at all with their offensive line. Agreed. Mixon definitely is running with a little bit too much patience. Like he's literally he's coming, to the next Le'Veon Bell. He's coming to a full stop after taking the handoff, and that's just not going to be good unless your offensive line is just blowing defenders away. And that's not happening. So – there's a reason why he is making nice plays with through the air. Geo is too. I'm uh I'm it's a little nerve wracking, but I still think you can be okay with taking Mixon. Derek Henry worryometer, zero to ten. Two. Four. Two. So I'm really getting nervous. Uh I think Deion Lewis's role is gonna be bigger than I anticipated. Until he gets banged up. Which is part of the reason why I'm not, you know, overly concerned. Obviously, Heath and Jamie are more chill on it than I am, but I just, I, I feel like he's going to be a little more touchdown dependent, a little less, um, 14 carry equals 11 fantasy points locked. How would you rank Jarek McKinnon, Derek Henry, and, J- and, uh, Kenyon Drake? McKinnon, Henry Drake. What format? Oh, let's start with non-PPR. Henry McKinnon, Drake. Drake, Henry McKinnon. It's currently Henry McKinnon, Drake. Now PPR. McKinnon, McKinnon, Drake, Henry. Drake, McKinnon, Henry. Okay. So he, are you worried about Henry? You seem to, are you just low on him? Compared, I have not, I have not moved him down at all because of the preseason. I still think he's going to be a borderline top 20 running back. Um, probably inside and non PPR and just outside and PPR. Okay, uh, carry on Johnson, worryometer, zero to ten. Two. Five? Six. Yeah, this sucks, uh, he- Yeah. He's this really, is... not even close to being the, the number one running back, right? So in the preseason, he hasn't been. But Garrett Blunt got a ton of work. A week and after he did okay with it. Did. That's the worst part. He did okay with it. Yeah. So uh, he's a he's a draft and stash carry on Johnson at this point. Maybe, but you've got to draft him like he's going to be a number two running back. Yeah, he won't be there. I mean, I think he'll be in the there in the sixth round for a lot of drafts, and I I'm good with taking him there. Absolutely. Okay. There's a lot of talent there, and there's a lot of guys in Detroit who just they do they do their job well. Yeah, sure. Could it be done better by a fresh rookie like carry on? Yes. But at the, at the same time, there's also injury concerns with Johnson. He had a big workload at Auburn last year. Um, it's making me kind of not excited to take him. I think, I think I'm probably going to put him in round six after all. 
Round six would be in a 12-team league after pick 60. That would be the end of round five, pick 60. And then I, I don't think we can really put him on the worryometer because Royce Freeman has had a really good preseason. He's averaged 5.6 yards per carry. He scored a touchdown in all three games. But Devontae Booker is not going away. So what do you think about this backfield? I think that's one where you can almost see it coming. Mm-hmm. Where Devontae Booker's been in Denver for a while. This coaching staff is familiar with him from last year and this year. He really hasn't done anything. I don't think he even has a 100 yard game under his belt. And I'm just, I'm thinking that they're eventually going to realize that Freeman is the better back and that they can lean on him. And that's that. But if you had to bet right now, the Denver Broncos line up for their first offensive play of the season and run the ball, who do they hand it off to? I'm going to, I would put my money on Freeman. I I think week one it's probably Booker. I, Booker I believe was in for the entire first drive. This is what the Chiefs backfield would look like last year if Spencer Ware didn't get hurt. More talented rookies is the better player, and eventually would have taken over. And eventually Royce Freeman will take over. I, I think he will too. He, I just the only thing I worry about is that he is, and I'm part of it. I've drafted him in the fourth round. He, he's being drafted as if he's already been given that job, and he hasn't. Okay, well, uh, who's gonna get more carries the first four weeks of the season? Adrian Peterson or Royce Freeman? Freeman. Well, Freeman, Pe- because Peterson doesn't play week four. Peterson has a buy oh, in week okay, four, yeah, but I, I would say, I, I would bet Peterson has more carries the first three weeks. Three weeks then, there you go. Um, and, alright, okay, that works for me. Uh, so let me tell you about FanDuel, and then we will finish up, we will take a look at all these games, we'll read some emails if we have time, we'll definitely uh, read some emails tomorrow, and on Wednesday we're going to do a draft on the air. Uh, it's probably it's going to either be half PPR or full PPR. But FanDuel, if you want to get started and get into a free two hundred fifty thousand dollars Survivor contest and get a twenty dollars bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel, go to FanDuel.com/fft. I cannot wait, cannot wait to start playing on FanDuel um, this regular season. It's just the best. It's so much fun. And we're going to compete against you guys. We're going to do some listener contests. FanDuel.com slash FFT. You get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit. If you're not a fantasy football expert, FanDuel is a great place. They clearly the place to play for you. It has something for everyone. There are more ways to win than ever before, including this Survivor Contest, 250K. Um, the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. You pick one team to win each week. You cannot reuse that team for the rest of the season. And this locks before week one, so don't miss your chance. Sign up right now. I'm telling you, we have a great time. And, and you know, the great thing about FanDuel is it's not like a snake draft where guys get picked. You don't have a chance. You have this eighth pick. There's no way you can get Todd Gurley. On FanDuel, you can have Gurley every week if you want. You can either do Gurley and Bell and then save money at wide receiver, whatever you want to do. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Use that URL. Get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna talk a little about, a little bit about auctions. We're gonna talk about best ball drafts. I wanna talk about formats in which the tight end is devalued. And tomorrow is Team Name Tuesday, so we haven't really done this this year, and it's, it's upsetting me. So bring your A game on Team Name Tuesday. Let's do it. Fantasyfootball at CBSI.com. Put Team Name Tuesday in the subject line. Random questions. Does James White need to be drafted in PPR leagues? Yes. 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 He could even, it could even be drafted in non-PPR. I think he should be drafted in the 10th, 9th or 10th round in PPR. He can wait a little bit longer than that in non. Could Philip Lindsay, Denver running back Philip Lindsay, be this year's out of nowhere running back? Before you answer that, well, you're going to give your hot take anyway, but you gave this hot take on, on the radio on Saturday night about Lindsay, didn't you? The, you love them. The next Alvin Kamara. Now, That's just ridiculous. I, no, it's so he looks really talented. Uh, he is the all-time leading leader in total yards at Colorado. He was an undrafted free agent. Um, and I got an email about him like three weeks ago that I never got a chance to read, but it, you know, it brought it to mind as a Broncos fan. I said, "Hey, could Philip Lindsay be this year's Alvin Kamara?" I don't think anyone's going to be this year's Alvin Kamara. Could he be this year's like Alfred Morris from his rookie season? It would probably take an injury. But do we need to keep an eye on Philip Lindsay? The guy looks pretty talented. Uh, sure, keep an eye on him, but there's too many mouths to feed in that backfield. And that it is another strike against Royce Freeman that he's not going to be considered a three-down player, at least not for a while. Okay. Uh, do you care about Carolina wide receiver Curtis Samuel or Minnesota wide receiver Laquan Treadwell? 
I care about them as people. They're, they seem to be nice guys. Laquan is from Chicago. I do not care about them on my fantasy team. Okay. I can accept that as long as you care about them as people. Um, what do we expect in the Minnesota passing game in terms of the running backs? Jarek McKinnon had 51 catches last year, 68 targets. Who picks up that slack? They drafted a running back last year by the name of Dalvin Cook, who is pretty good at catching passes. I would imagine he'll be, he'll be the biggest benefactor. My God, does Kirk Cousins love Stephon Diggs. He really does. He does. Yeah. D- yeah, Diggs. Feeling we it. We talked about it on the radio. It's, it's, Eight targets it's pretty that. impossible to, uh, to say that Thielen's better at this point. And final random question. How much do you care about this? Four of Alex Smith's eight passes were thrown to Vernon Davis. Jordan Reed and Jamison Crowder did not play. It's the only guy he knows. Well, I, yeah, this shouldn't surprise you. Vernon Davis was awful in that game, by the way. But does it, does it make you excited about awful. Jordan Reed? Cause we know Alex Smith's tendency to throw to tight ends. Makes me excited that the Redskins are in, uh, 2011. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't have a, f- I was trying to think of something funny to say, and I don't have anything. So let's just go to yeah, the game. Yes, it, it's a tight end friendly offense. Jay Gruden has said that time and time again, and they've proven it. So, um, he, he's gonna lean on three guys, essentially, when everybody's healthy. He's gonna lean on Reed, he's gonna lean on Crowder, he's gonna lean on Thompson. Let's go to the games. Carolina 25, New England 24. We love that Christian McCaffrey getting all that work. For New England, Eric Decker has retired. What about Philip Dorsett? Do we have any interest in drafting him? I think he's the number two wide receiver the first four weeks of the season. I, It has to be a deeper league than a 15-round draft for me to draft him. But he should be in that uh, discussion of the, the late wide receivers you just take a flyer on at the end of the draft. Best ball, for sure. Chris right. Hogan's had a hard, as much as I love Chris Hogan, he's had a hard time staying healthy. Julian Edelman coming off torn ACL. Um, they need to, uh, make a call to Des Bryant to see what's there. I think you guys, yes, Des would be a good one. I think you guys have the wrong receiver. I agree. It's Cordero Patterson. I think it's Cordero Patterson. Yep. Think so? Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about, uh, Cam Newton? Great, great game for him. Anything here? Stop running in the preseason. Yeah, stop running. Stop diving over players. Uh, uh, Pete Prisco was at the game. He told me we're going to talk about it on FFT today, but he, he said, uh, their offensive line is going to be a lot healthier come early part of the season than I think we expected. Panthers? Okay. Yep. Good. I hope so, but they are going to be without their right tackle and obviously they already lost Norwell, so I. Well, that's what he was talking about. He said Williams may be ready by the time the season comes around. Their, their right tackle? Really? really? That's amazing. Okay. Detroit 33, Tampa Bay 30. Uh, just keep in mind, Detroit's run defense, it could be really bad this year. They open with the Jets. After they lost Haloti Nada for the season last year, they had given up 3.3 yards per carry to running backs, uh, or no, to opponents. And then after that, 5.5 yards per carry after they lost Nada. That's according to the Detroit News. Nada's on the Eagles now, and their run defense looks terrible. So just something to keep in mind. Again, they have the Jets in week one. Nine, well, they, nine, they, they it looked two. bad. It looked bad on the first drive. I think it's looked bad Barber. this preseason. Yeah, and this is against this. This might be the real reason for the concern. Tampa Bay started without three yep. top offensive linemen mm-hmm. in the game, and they still got gashed. Uh, then any other big takeaways from here? OJ Howard uh, caught both of his passes from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick did seem to like OJ Howard. And also, Howard had a 30-yard pass called back on a very iffy offensive pass interference. So he had on a him. good game. Say that again? It was on him. Yeah, I know. It was on him. I didn't really agree with it. That's maybe I because I love but, him. But, but still, he's the one that created separation for himself. Yeah, that's just because he's so amazing. Nobody can, you know. Can so you started drafting them? <laughs> well, that's the problem. Like, I, I haven't, I haven't really had the guts to do it, to use a roster spot on him, but. I'm gonna. I have him on a dynasty team at least, but I uh, I see so much potential for OJ Howard, so much. Yeah, Cameron Bread has more targets and catches this preseason. It, it, it when they brought back Cameron Bread, it took all the wind out of my sail. I understand on the SS OJ Howard. Uh, Denver 29, Washington 17. Anything here? We've we talked, talked about a lot it. about this game yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, we did. Cross cross him off then. Minnesota 21, Seattle 20. Chris Carson, seven carries, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Do we care that the Seahawks have a tough 
schedule to start the season when it comes to uh, Chris Carson? So I was just with uh, John Clayton, who uh, former ESPN uh, NFL analyst, who's now the sideline reporter and radio host for the Seahawks. Um, they love Chris Carson, and he said this is the best offensive line he's seen in three years. Yep, and you could see it in the game. Mm-hmm. I really thought Russell that the Wilson line said, looked good. Russell Wilson said he's never had that much time. So that was part of the knock against a drafting a Seahawks running back at all. B pairing Carson with Penny. And if this line's going to play like this, I thought DJ Fluker looked good. Dwayne Brown is an obvious upgraded left tackle. Uh, po- Pochick? Yep. Posick. 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 I believe. Yeah. That's uh, one name John told me. Yep. Yeah. He, he's, he's certainly a stepped up. So, uh, this line isn't as bad. And, uh, now we've got ourselves another running back that we can feel good about taking. Carson has made that leap into round six now. He also, Heath, for your, uh, for your liking, he said that Brandon Marshall makes at least one or two plays in practice that, uh, everybody shakes their head at. He made a, he made one of those in this game. Yeah, yeah no, he, he uh, he said he's not sure if he'll be the two. Right. But he's definitely going to make the team and be in the top three. And he agrees with the assessment of he's the tight end essentially yeah. replacement. Did John say anything about Doug Baldwin? Uh, yeah, he said he'll be ready for week one. Good. Um, he, he said, uh, uh, John told me he was doing some research on pro football reference of running backs of receivers, uh, 31 years and older. And he said the average numbers for these guys that are not the Hall of Fame. Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Smith, um, Chris Carter, you know, guys that Jerry Rice that have played well into their 30s uh, is usually 50, 50 catches, 570 yards and five touchdowns. I And, and when he told me that, I go, well, that's Jimmy Graham. And I said, that's Brandon Marshall right there is Jimmy Graham. You know, he may not score 10, but he could score six or seven. Giants 22, Jets 16. We already talked about the Jets running backs. Probably not much else to take away. The most here. important Although, thing from this game is that Saquon Barkley's practicing. Yeah, and actually, that's another thing that's important is that Terrell Pryor caught a touchdown. Quincy Inunua had two catches for 28 yards, and and it's been brought up in the past, Heath. But I know you love Robbie Anderson. Are you concerned that there are too many mouths to feed? I still think he's the best receiver in New York. Well, on the Jets at least. <laughs> uh, and I still think that he like it's a little bit concerning, but I'm not I'm not downgrading him. I I think he's gonna suffer because last year it was Jermaine Curse. Oakland thirteen, Green Bay six. Not much. Oh, by the here. way, Sterling Shepard looked great in that game. I I'm telling you, if he's gonna be good if Beckham's hurt. But, but I think he's gonna be good regardless because I think he might surpass Evan Ingram targets. Oh yeah, that's actually a good point with, Evan, with Ingram with the concussion. Even without the concussion, that's a good point. Um, Sterling Sterling Shepard or Chris Godwin. 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 Somebody asked me at this event I was at yesterday, why do I have Sterling Shepard in the 50s? I, 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 I struggled with, with the answer. <laughs> I mean, cause he could, he could be really good. Yeah. The thing I said to him was, which I know he will agree with is Eli Manning's been like, not going to support four targets to the level of them all being that great. Could he be better in PPR than non? Just cause he, by virtue of sure, a lot of six for 70 type games. Sure. But the last time he played a full season, he scored seven touchdowns as a rookie. Opposite yeah. Beckham. Yeah, that he was there, like middle of the field guy for sure. Oakland yeah. 13, Green Bay 6, not much here. The starters didn't play much. First play of the game, 49-yard pass to Amari Cooper. That was cool. Chicago- How about uh, Chris Warren? Go for Continues it. Continues to light up. This yeah. is just for dynasty leaguers, just in case he went undrafted. Uh, Raiders found themselves a good young running back in Chris Warren the third. Yeah, worth mentioning for sure. Chicago 27, Kansas City 20. Chase Daniel. Hey. Okay. He did some things. Chiefs defense is so bad. <laughs> We're done here. Pittsburgh 16, Tennessee 6. No Brown, no Bell. Talked about the Titans running backs. Can we go back to that Chiefs game? Yeah. Oh, really? Go ahead. Sammy Watkins has one catch this preseason and has not looked great. And and I'll be the first to admit, Tyreek Hill looks awesome. He does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he really does. So um makes me nervous about saying he's a bust. What about Sammy Watkins being a bust? He stinks. Well, okay, he was open for a what could have been a 54-yard touchdown pass, and Mahomes overthrew him. Well, it's hard for Mahomes to dial back that much. He's used to throwing <laughs> a Tyreek Hill deep. But he did Tyree have Hill would have had to slow down for that ball. Probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely fading a little bit for Sammy Watkins. It just feels like he's just not in sync with the offense and maybe just not quite as I, – I wonder if he's kind of loafing it now that he got paid. Fat pockets. Okay, so anything to say about Pittsburgh and Tennessee? James Conner is going to be really good if Le'Veon Bell's not there. It, worth handcuffing, right? 
Absolutely. Right. I mean, just he didn't do it running the ball in no, this game, but he, but he was amazing catching the ball. Six for 50. Um, it's like they were getting him ready for that type of workload. And like, Juju's going to be awesome. Uh, Rams 21, Houston 20. I mean, Juju's going to be awesome, but Brown hasn't played. Doesn't matter. Brown hasn't played. James Washington's made some plays. Washington's right I'm there. not going to – I'm not buying back into Juju. Rams 21, Houston 20. Rams sat their starters. Texas barely played theirs. Only thing that I saw here that was interesting, in my opinion, um, Lamar Miller, Bill Bryan called him a three-down back, and then Alfred Blue came in and got the the goal line-ish. It was like Wasn't it after a penalty, though? It was after an interception. So they Wasn't picked, there a penalty, too, afterwards? No. I thought I, Miller had the first carry, or was Blue right there on the field? No, it was a one-play drive. It was. Uh, so it was, it was after Kareem Jackson's interception, and then Blue came on with Deshaun Watson? Yeah. I thought I thought there might have been a penalty in between, but yeah, uh, I think they may have just decided that Lamar Miller's day was done. I yeah, I uh, Adam, I'm going to say his last name. Azer, it's Azer. Leviton, L E V I T A N, has done a lot of cool stuff on Twitter this preseason with snaps and who's on the field with who. He tweeted out this morning: Deshaun Watson played 27 snaps this preseason. Lamar Miller played 26 of them. Oh, <laughs> there's the one. We found the one, huh? How about that? <laughs> Uh, I'll just make sure. Yeah, it was one one play. It was a three-yard touchdown run for Alfred Blue. Okay, uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, not too much. And John Kelly is the backup to get for Todd Gurley if you're so inclined. Indianapolis 23, San Francisco 16. How did we feel about Andrew Luck? Good. Good, but not great. It was another game where he didn't throw uh 20 plus yards past the line of scrimmage in the if, air. If you can average 9 yards per attempt not throwing it downfield, I think you should keep doing that. Yeah, but yeah. defenses will eventually say, "Okay, he's just not throwing it deep." Yeah, but and, they and have, then he can arm punt it. To yeah, they, then he can just be Tom Brady. <laughs> right. Uh apparently he's done it a lot in practice. I do think his velocity is down on his throws, his longer throws. And I, I, I thought think, Pierre Garçon looked good. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he made a nice big play. play. Too. He said the uh, 47 yard catch and run was intended for Marquise Goodwin, but he was in the wrong place, so he just caught it. That's funny. Is mm. that true? <laughs> that's no, true. that's not true. How about no, Alf that's true. Morris? Oh, really? How about Alf? 17 carries, 84 yards. Yeah, I'll make the team. I think I, he's made the team. They can tell Breida to take his time to get ready. And he could be in a timeshare with Jarek McKinnon week one. What about Alfred Morris as a late round pick? At Minnesota. I'm in the time machine, Adam. At I'm Minnesota week machine. one. I'll, I'll pass there. Detroit week two, maybe. Uh, I think it was another good week for uh, Marlon Mack, doing just Nothing. sitting on the bench and letting everybody else be bad. No, but I do like that they started Wilkins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did they start Wilkins? I thought Hines. They were both in on the first possession, but Wilkins is clearly going to get Wilkins more carries. Started. Yeah, he had 14 carries. Uh, Jackson, yards. Jacksonville 17, Atlanta 6. This was a struggle for the Falcons for sure. Um, no Julio, no Freeman. Uh, any Any major takeaways here? I felt like Matt Ryan was I, – I had flashbacks to last year with Matt Ryan. He he missed on a couple of throws. Uh, His receivers let him down. He had three drops, including one in the end zone. Yeah, but, I mean, no Julio, no I Freeman. I still feel like his – he wasn't dead on accurate. And I feel like Kirk Cousins didn't look very good last week against the Jaguars you know, two games ago. So playing the Jaguars without Julio Jones, can we give him a pass? Yes, that's the best defensive football. Let's see. If you, if you get a chance, Google the uh, incredible pass from Blake Borles where I think he threw the ball backwards while his arm was going forwards. And it went past <laughs> he's, the last he's got the bad windup again. It was, uh, yeah, it was really <laughs> something. Baltimore 27 by 10. Yeah, sorry, we just got to finish up here. N- not much from this game. We talked about Kenyon Drake. Hooray. No, but I do think if Amandola stays healthy, that's 80 catches. 80 catches, wow. Um, New Orleans 36, Chargers 7. Anything here? So Austin Eckler is going to be really good. Austin, if Austin Gordon gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, Mike Williams is getting double teamed in the red zone. He's enormous. Yeah. He is really big. He did not catch a pass from Philip Rivers this preseason. No. Um, it makes you wonder if defenses now know to keep an eye on him, whereas he's not going to sneak up on them if he doesn't have all this hullabaloo made. That could work out well, though, if he's on the bench and they're – Looking at him over there might be somebody <laughs> open, <laughs> but I don't think he will be on the bench. And I think if they sign Antonio Gates, it's bad for Mike Williams. It, so with Eckler, do you think that he just ruined? He just lowered Melvin Gordon's fantasy value? Not at all. No. Okay. Not unless Melvin stops scoring touchdowns. 
Arizona 27, Dallas 3. I have nothing to say about this game. Green zone. I thought Joe Looney uh, acquitted himself well. That's the guy replacing Travis Frederick. Okay, yeah. If Dak Prescott gets hurt, it's over in Dallas. It's an amazing. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati 26, Buffalo 13, and I think we've already talked a lot about this game. Um, Josh Allen, ugh. Okay, we haven't really heard anything about LeSean McCoy. We're expecting him to be ready for week one, but if he isn't, if there's any type of suspension at any point, is Marcus Murphy someone to Yes, yes. He has looked great in every preseason game for the Bills. Now, he's playing against backups, but he has gotten the job done. He has earned a role on this team. I do apologize for not getting to any emails. Uh, the show went a little longer than I expected. Tomorrow, emails. Team name Tuesday. We're going to look at ADP. We're going to get you ready. We're going to talk auctions. Heath, don't we have a draft tonight? We do have a For the People draft. Oh, and most importantly, you have to decide if you're going to let – I'm not. You tell Adam real quick if he should do this or I'm not. I'm not doing it. There are two very loyal listeners on Twitter who would like to be in the For the People League. And Adam really wants this to be a 10-team league because he doesn't have any 10-team leagues. Yeah, I can't so do should, it. So should we let it. the people in in the league? I mean, this is the for no, the people league. We can't. Or does Adam get to have a 10-team league? I can't do Let it. the people in the league. No, of course Jamie was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. Why did you ask? Yep. Got to go. Bye. Jamie yeah, it's yet. the right thing to do, Adam. I, it's do not the, the right, right thing, thing to do. We need For content purposes, we need a 10-team league. It has to be a 10-team league. Uh, and we're out what of about, here. What about two 10-team leagues then? <laughs> All right, one is in. for the people and one is by the people. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the people will hear us tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today for Dave, Jamie, and Heath.